0: stepping maybe outside your comfort zone and trying something new and even if it's a small success of turning a a stove on or lighting a fire, um, sleeping overnight in a tent and just seeing that accomplishment happen.
1: Welcome in everybody to the Run the Race podcast and first and foremost, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, um, especially my mom up in North Carolina and my wife, who I love very much. She is an amazing mom who are two kids who are, uh, hard to believe, 19 and 20 years old now, so uh, just uh, they've, they've both done an amazing job. And also my mother-in-law, Anita, uh, so I try to be the best son-in-law I can be. And speaking of moms, my uh, guest for today is uh, Sana Moravac, who is, uh, has a mom to one daughter, CJ, who's 14 years old and very active with her, backpacking and CrossFit with her. In fact, I think they went on a camping trip this Mother's Day weekend, and I meant for this episode to come out before the holiday, but I got really busy with a lot of military reporting and TV stuff, so uh, here's my conversation I had with her uh, earlier this week about uh, motherhood and uh, being fit in the outdoors and uh, battling uh, thyroid cancer and uh, all kinds of things related to uh, fitness and uh, just kind of having a good time uh, in the wild. She's the executive director of WILD, which stands for Women's Initiative for Learning and Discovery. We're going to talk about what that's all about. Founded back in 2016 and has been a uh, a nonprofit uh, for the last uh, roughly seven years, and so she's done an amazing job with that, and uh, that was an idea that started when she was working at a company you may be familiar with, Outside World, and now serves women from uh, their teenage years or younger all the way up to their 70s. Like I told you earlier, she has a daughter. CJ, who is 14 years old and also very active with backpacking and CrossFit. She's originally from South Lake Tahoe, California, born and raised in El Dorado County but, and went to uh, California State University, Chico, graduated with a psychology degree, but now she lives here in good old Georgia out on the East Coast and enjoying some nice scenery out here as well. We're going to talk about how WILD helps bridge that gap to provide free and low-cost outdoor education on all levels for women and girls, open to anybody that can come out and wants to be a part of it with uh, low-cost classes and free social nights. We're going to talk about her battle with thyroid cancer and how that has impacted her health. and. Uh, how that's really uh, made her want to control her own health with fitness and CrossFit and and uh, out there hiking and being outdoors. Uh, we're going to talk about her favorite parts of a uh, motherhood and some upcoming events uh, happening with this uh, wild group and uh, also some double standards when it comes to men and women and being outdoors and camping. So uh, without further ado, uh, Sana, thank you so much for being here.
0: Well, thank you for having me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I know uh, you've uh, you've said that this has been a super busy. year Year for you, not only as a mom, but also uh, as as the leader of Wild. Uh, first of all, you know I want to talk about you know the organization, the nonprofit. But um, first, I want to talk about how, you know, uh, with your with your daughter, as Mother's Day is coming up in just a few days, um, you've shared your passion, obviously, of outdoors and, and being fit and being active with her. What does that mean to you and maybe to other moms out there to be able to, uh, you know, kind of have those shared passions with our kids? It's,
0: it, it is a shared passion. It's something that you get to spend time together and being unplugged. Uh, it's... I didn't grow up on social media. We didn't grow up with cell phones and the internet. It was you a know, few channels on TV or go outside and play, um, which is different now with our younger generations. They are so plugged in all the time. And being able to spend time with my daughter out on a trail hiking or camping, it's, it's a different way of being able to get outside and just be able to talk with her. Um, I find that just having that downtime where there's no pressure to go shopping and find an outfit, you know, you're distracted when you're doing that. But when you're out on a hike or you're out in the woods, it's just strolling along and you get to discuss and talk about things that naturally come about. And we just have, you know, a really great time sometimes talking about the strangest things. (laughs) Uh, And when she was little, it would be stories that she would make up. And now that she's older, conversations are more on a 14, 15 teenage level.
1: Yeah, and uh, she doesn't mind hanging out with mom? You're you're still cool at this point?
0: I've probably lost some of that cool factor over the years. I have to drag her out a little bit more. Uh, She doesn't necessarily always voluntarily come. um, But when she's out there, she enjoys it. She always... Has a great, you know, great attitude about it. Um, loves being able to meet and hang out with other people, or if it's just her and I, uh, a lot of times it's just a good time.
1: Yeah, and, and you're, you know, what you're all about is is helping empower women and be a mentor to them, hopefully, and be an example for them. What would you say to other moms? Because you know, uh, a lot, a lot more moms nowadays than say 20 years ago are, are working, you know, full time, part time jobs, and then they're taking care of kids on, you know, on top of that. So what would you say in terms of busy moms finding that time to spend with your kids, with your daughter, whether it be, you know, out um, hiking or something like that?
0: That mommy time out is so important. It's something that we spend so much time as a parent or as a spouse or as a friend. You're always giving, 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 and you just drain yourself. And being able to go and do a mommy time out with, on if it's just even a few hours out on a hike and you're unplugged if it's an overnight trip but you're able to kind of refill your basket back up, and um, you can come back into life, per se, if you've been on an overnight trip or a several day trip. You can come back and you're more energized. You miss your kids. You're not drained by them going, okay, wait, hold on, give me a few minutes. It's, I've missed you, I wanna see you with a spouse. I, you know, sometimes we don't wanna leave our significant, significant others, but sometimes uh, an overnight trip or a little bit of a break gives you a better appreciation for the fact that maybe they did the dishes while you were gone, and that's something you didn't have to do. So timeouts, we give our kids timeouts all the time. Hey, you need to go chill out. You need to have a timeout. But we don't do that to ourselves. And spending that time to do that is, is good for your physical health and your mental health and for everybody else, too.
1: And you don't need to feel guilty about it. I mean, you, it's it's self-care. and. And it's gonna help you be a better mom, a better wife, a better coworker, whatever else. Um, and speaking of, of working, you uh, you and uh, friends were working at Outside World, um, I think on Broadway, right? In downtown yeah. Columbus, Georgia here. Um, and you um, came up with this idea. So tell me about the origins of WILD. Again, it stands for Women's Initiative for Learning and Discovery. I love the, the name WILD. It, it, it definitely uh, signifies what we're talking about here. So how did this all get started?
0: It was. I worked in the store, um, just doing general outdoor fitting packs, getting people geared up for trips. I also was teaching whitewater kayaking on the river, and uh, there was a lack of females out there as well. And I had one of my girlfriends say, "You know what? I love going out with my my husband, but." I kind of want a girl's trip. I want to be able to learn how to do some of the things that he always does, but he, you know, it's chivalrous. He wants to be able to do it for me, but I kind of want to do it. I was like, okay, you know, we can, we can do this. We can go ahead and figure out how to get a club together per se. And Chris, who's the owner of the store at the time was like, absolutely. This is awesome. Let's, you know, after the store closes, y'all can just meet at the store and we have access to all the gear and so we started doing very basic things like here's how to set up a tent and here's how to do some outdoor cooking and it we did a first trip and it was it started going and snowballing into this thing, well, okay, I want to go on a trip, I wanna go camping or I wanna go backpacking, but I don't have the gear for it. And that's when we decided to take this kind of group that we had going and turn it into a nonprofit to be able to provide and supply those really expensive pieces of gear to be able to have accessible, or make the outdoors accessible for anybody. Um, you know, Because even working in a store, a backpacking backpack is $350. A decent sleeping bag is several hundred dollars. A sleeping pad, a cook set, all the things that you need to be able to have an enjoyable time was really expensive and we were seeing ladies that were borrowing pieces of gear from their military husbands and rucksacks that weren't fitted properly and they were still going out and they were doing it but they weren't necessarily maybe having the most enjoyable time time because it was, you know, not the right fit, so.
1: And uh, part of what you guys do is to make to make the outdoors not only affordable, but accessible uh, for ladies to go on these trips. So uh, what kind of things do you guys do? Is it something you know uh, every month, every week? Uh, are there trips planned maybe uh, in scenic parts of Georgia, maybe even like s- several states away?
0: Trips are all over the Southeast, um, all year round, and they totally vary by different trip styles, different levels of um, experience needed, different comfort levels, because not everybody wants to go sleep on the ground. Uh, some people really enjoyed the outdoors by being able to hike through it, but maybe stay in a cabin, or they're not comfortable with an outdoor cooking style. So we do everything from some overnight trips at our great hike-in resorts that we've got here in the Southeast, such as Lund Foot. Uh, we'll be up at Mount Leconte in the Smokies. Uh, this month and a couple of weeks, and so that's a trip where it's hiking, but we're staying in lodging, uh, and food is part of the trip that they supply. So it's it's a really great way of getting outside without sleeping on the ground. Uh, we do backpacking trips that are overnight, beginner friendly. If you've never gone, you can usually survive one night out there uh, with us, and everything. We'll be doing an advanced trip in the Smokies, both in June and July, which are six day backpacking trips that are super strenuous. Uh, We do some paddling, we've done um, bicycling, front country camping, back country camping, so it just varies depending on what time of year, because we're not going to be camping in Jekyll Island in July. Uh, (laughs) But we'll do it in the spring, we do it in the fall, Um, and it's always just, it's always such a great time.
1: Yeah, and you know I talk a lot about fitness on this Run the Race podcast. Tell me about, you know, camping, setting up a tent, or hiking even, even if it's just like a day trip or whatever else and whitewater rafting. Uh, you know uh, how all these outdoor things you know seem like you know fun ways to have camaraderie and and kind of get out there but um how do you correlate that to fitness in terms of people's health overall because this it's a workout it can be it
0: can be and that's a it's a goal for some people um every time we do a trip everybody gets a like a pre-registration questionnaire and it allows them to be able to share if they're Doing you know what their fitness levels are Um, if it's a goal maybe that they're working on they want This is a distance goal that they're trying to reach um, or a outdoor goal um, Or maybe how active they are and so with each trip we work with each person We do a lot of training schedules and training calendars and suggestions on how to get in shape uh, for that particular event and also experience too with it so
1: And you guys do uh, classes as well in terms of teaching folks because I mean some people may be intimidated by Mm -hmm. hey I've never been camping before I don't know how to do any of this stuff I've I'm not really experienced at hiking and so I don't know what to expect I guess you guys kind of help all levels. A
0: hundred percent. Every trip that you sign up for it's never just you sign up for it and then it's peace out we'll see you when it's time to go. There are multiple classes and multiple trip meetings prior to an actual trip. We go over everything. If it's a backpacking trip, backpacking basics, um, food basics, how to how to pack your backpack, how to choose which food, how to use a stove. So it it's not just the actual trip. When you sign up for something, it's all the education that comes prior and also on the trip. A lot of times, the first time that somebody will set up a tent tent is actually out, you know, in the wilderness, and i won't set it up for you but i will help you and we walk you through the process and so when you set it up you've done it and if it's a tiny accomplishment but it's still it's a huge accomplishment
1: yeah absolutely and and, and making fire there's all kinds of different things that you do out there and and you alluded to it earlier about how sometimes you know the, the women involved in wild Maybe their husbands, or you know, maybe their soldiers, or whatever else that have experience in camping, and they take their sons out, or, or it's just kind of a guys' trip, and you don't think as much about um, you know having a girls' trip out in the woods and and hiking. So you know, is that something that you think that's changing now, or maybe what you guys are doing hope your hope to kind of change that mindset about hey, this is for women and men.
0: Over the years, we've definitely seen a change in demographics, per se, um, in the wilderness areas. It's still uncommon to see a large group of ladies. Uh, And by large group, we do keep our trips very small. Um, We usually never bring more than 10 people out at a time, just because it's a negative environmental impact and then a safety measure. But having 10 ladies or walking by on the trail, it still stops people in their tracks. They're like, what? Are you all together, it's, it's just still not normal. You know, you have a handful, maybe a couple gals that will go out. So it's still kind of changing that norm, but it is great to see that shift and to see groups of um, people of all different ages and ladies get out and go together. And with the guys, a lot of times um, we love our soldiers, but they have to camp per se for work and they don't necessarily want to do it when they're home. So we do have ladies that are like, oh, my husband doesn't want to come out because he had to do this for work. But I want to go, or I want to learn, or I want to be able to connect with other ladies and go maybe while he's gone. Or uh, So it's just a fun way to be able to get outside.
1: Yeah, and you were talking earlier as well about how... You know, hey, take some mommy time, you know, whether it be some time just you and your daughter or you and your son or with a group of ladies. And so what, what um, do you think is most surprising or comes out of trips like this or experiences of going out and, and you know, whether it be camping out or hiking or you know, rafting on the Chattahoochee River? Um, what, what comes out of that maybe that's surprising for some of the ladies that maybe don't normally do this?
0: Your sense of accomplishment. Um, I think even as adults, you have so much self-doubt in your skills and your abilities, um, your fears, and stepping maybe outside your comfort zone and trying something new, and even if it's a small success of turning a a stove on or lighting a fire, um, sleeping overnight in a tent, and just seeing that accomplishment happen and seeing that sense of like, almost not saying self-worth but uh, the accomplishment the confidence that comes with that and then watching that translate into your normal everyday life Uh, we've got had ladies that had wanted to do uh, outdoor trips and do stuff with wild because they wanted to do it with their son who's in boy scouts and they wanted to be able to have the skills and not kind of feel silly when they went on on a scouting trip Uh, or You know, other different reasons. So it's just neat to see what they're learning here, get transferred over and seeing them go on camping trips with their families or their nieces and nephews.
1: Now, I know there is kind of it can be an adrenaline rush, too, because you're out there and whether it be, you know, uh, on the rapids or, um, you know, you've hiked to the top of of a a certain peak or, like you said, you've lit that first fire um, what, um, is, is, there also any, like, where it can be dangerous? I mean, you know, or like, whether it be, you know, wildlife that's out there or kind of being like, you know, a, a group of females that are on your own. You know, is there any kind of sense of like that, like, okay, you know, but, but we're, we feel totally safe here.
0: Risk versus reward, right? <laughs> yeah. That's something we always, you always have to balance that out. Um, safety for us is Humongous. Uh, Number one, when it comes to the bases of absolutely everything, and being in the wilderness, there's going to be critters out there. That's just part of being in their space. Um, So it's learning how to deal with them uh, in a safe way, and then also for us to having always having emergency backup plans if something happens. So we do. It's a great opportunity. A lot of us are fearful of snakes. We've got venomous snakes. They can bite you and hurt you, and they creep us out. Uh, but it's been neat to see a shift on you know, learning, OK, let's respect the snakes in their space, learning different ways of being able, being able to identify them, and are watching um, the ladies get on these local snake identification group pages to get used to be able to seeing them on their Facebook feed and play, okay, I can identify that one. So when it's out on the trail, it's more of an excitement to be able to see an animal rather than being fearful of it. We've run into bears in the Smokies. We've had pleasant encounters and <laughs> some very unpleasant, gives you chills encounters. But uh, again, it's just learning to respect that wildlife space and... Always having emergency plans, Um, and it's something too that a lot of people don't. They they're fearful of something, say a snake, and just being able to talk about it before we go on a trip. Say, hey, this is what we're going to do if we see this venomous snake or any snake, or a this is what we're going to do if we run into a bear on the trail. And having that open communication and talking about it, and also setting a standard on what's going to happen we're not going to scream and run down the trail and triple over each other and cause somebody to scrape a knee Um, but we're going to back up and give the snake space and let it move on and very care you know carefully pass through it it kind of helps to subdue of those fears
1: yeah and, and also you know speaking of little critters men and women alike i think you know are not m- maybe fans of bugs especially in our house cockroaches or whatever else we may see um, but you know out in the wilderness in the woods there's plenty of that so i guess you just have to get used to it. the bugs are just part of the experience N-
0: nobody likes being the first person on the trail in the morning because you definitely get a mouthful of spider webs Uh, so we still we still don't like the creepy crawlies but I think uh, knowing that you're in their space and their home and their environment um, and just learning to give them their
1: time yes exactly yeah, yeah. and and uh and, and with your time you know you uh, obviously love to spend time in the outdoors and fitness and and part of that for you is is treatment uh medicine for you because you've dealt i think believe the last three years with thyroid cancer and still dealing with it now so tell me about um you know your journey with that and how you know the hiking and, and other various things connected to wild maybe um, helps you, helps your health through all this?
0: Being outdoors and hiking and backpacking was always my mental break. A safe place is something I enjoyed being active in. Um, and preparing for that always was being able to be active in the gym when I can't be out on the trail. Um, getting sick with cancer has thrown a huge curveball. ball uh, It's something that I don't necessarily take for granted anymore, my health. And uh, like I've said, I treat CrossFit and treat going to the gym like a doctor's appointment. Um, It's something that I do for myself almost every single day and hold myself accountable to it. So when I do get to go backpack or I do get to go paddle or hike, it's not so much of a physical struggle out there because I've put that front, that work in on the backside. so it's something that I've I've definitely enjoyed enjoyed doing.
1: Do what do the doctors or, or nurses? Do they say anything about you? Okay, you're going to be able to do something like this uh, sauna, but you can't do this. You have limitations, or how, what do they say? About, or maybe they say that this is great for just your overall health to be you know out there and be active.
0: You know, with different medical diagnoses, with certain things, you know, there are some there some people have medical limitations. Luckily, with this. Uh, with thyroid cancer, after surgery, I was limited on carrying a pack for a while, but it only motivated me more to get back outside um, and gain control of that aspect of my health. And because I can't control necessarily the little itty bitty cancer cells that just want to keep popping up, but I can control my overall well being and my mental health for it. You know, working out, being active, even if it's just going for a walk outside. Take a walk on your lunch break and feel how much better you feel after going out and maybe spending thirty minutes to go for a walk, which you can get a mile in easily in thirty minutes, rather than sitting there and scrolling through TikTok. You know, you don't get that same you know rush or that same feeling of, of accomplishment in a way.
1: Yeah, because I mean that that fitness and uh, you know outdoors aspect is kind of refreshing mentally physically you know kind of all of the above i know when i go running sometimes especially when i'm running kind of my conversational pace is what we call it you know and i can be running thirty minutes or maybe two hours with someone and we talk and some people think oh that's unbelievable how can you talk while you're running i'm like well it's like going out for coffee with somebody or going to play golf with somebody you know we're at a pace where we're very comfortable and we're both kind of like-minded and we're able to have a conversation over the course of two hours and it makes that activity go by pretty quick and do you find like whether it be, you know, struggles you have as a mom or struggles with your thyroid cancer, that, you know, being a part of, like, Wild and this group of women, you guys are able to share some of these experiences. Maybe you wouldn't maybe share them, like, over lunch or something, but maybe being on a hike together or, you know, uh, something like that in in the tent together or in the cabin that you're able to kind of really open up to each other?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I never thought the psychological or the psychology part would come so much into play, and it's amazing to see how many ways you can connect with somebody. There's always some sort of common ground uh, when it comes to a group of people, and it's really great to see um, relationships and friendships get formed out of it, and there's Conversations will go all over the place. Guaranteed, we'll talk about food. I mean, that's 100%. We will always (laughs) talk about food. But, you know, you talk about sometimes your struggles as a mom or as a spouse or different issues you've got going on. And if we have, um, you know, sometimes you have military spouses that are experiencing the same things, but they didn't know each other prior to that. And so they're able to kind of talk through situations or it's just you know, maybe it's with kids or it is. So there's there's a whole different level of conversation. You're right. You're you're outside. You're usually in an area where you don't have cell phone service. So you're not even tempted to pick up your phone <laughs> and, and connect with the outside world. And talking just makes the miles go by so much faster. Sometimes there's peace and quiet and that's totally fine and normal. But it's amazing to see just that um that friendship and that support and encouragement that comes through. There's never really the, well, there's not the judgmental side going on. It's, it's always like, hey, you know, I totally understand and, um, you know, you're spending days sometimes with these people, with these ladies. So you don't want to, you don't want to necessarily stir the pot either. Yeah. But everybody's always been really supportive, really encouraging, um, always great listening and so you again it's it's great for a mental health aspect
1: yeah it may not be like oh let's talk about our differences in politics yeah. or religion <laughs> that may be something that's, uh doesn't happen as often and did you think you know back uh, when you lived out in California getting your psychology degree did you think okay you know uh, a while from now I'm gonna be doing hiking and camping and and using my psychology degree with that right
0: I had no <laughs> idea I mean I I mean honestly when I was in college I was about halfway through and really wanted to switch my major. I was not something that I was thoroughly enjoying. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated and um, I was like well I'm just gonna stick through it. I just I don't want to keep going to college. I'm gonna stick it out and when I graduated I dabbled in a few different jobs. I tried getting a job at a psych ward, a mental hospital. It was post 9-11 and not a lot of places were really willing to hire and they wanted to you know, of course, work for free. I was like, I got student loans. I'm not working for free. <laughs> That's
1: right. No pro bono here. No, uh,
0: and was very lucky to be able to be a stay at home mom with my daughter when the first five years of her life. And so we got to do many adventures all over the place. And you know, my love for being outdoors and traveling and exploring and truly being able to get into the heart of these beautiful places that we have is. I guess just something that's so ingrained in who I am and it's been wonderful that that's now something I get to do and share with so many other people.
1: Yeah and you get to share these beautiful places with uh, with your with your daughter uh, CJ as well and so tell me about that about um, you know we talked about sharing that that passion for the outdoors and stuff and what do you you know uh, whether it be connected to Wild or not what are you know some of your favorite, um, we talked about this all favorite or least favorite mm-hmm. parts of, of motherhood? Because I'm sure that's something that you, it's a, it's a top priority for you.
0: I've always, as a mom, you always want to, you know, have your daughter or have your, your is succeed, right? Um, and your successes at life, you know, they can be big or they can be small. And with her, when it was younger, going out on a backpacking trip and obviously she wasn't doing 20-30 miles in one day. It was starting out smaller miles because she had smaller legs and she was a littler person and watching her start out go, I don't know, my, my bag's a little bit heavy or I don't know if I can go this far and then we would get to the end of the day and She'd pull out her stuffed animal out of her pack and eat some snacks and be totally excited that she, she crushed those miles or she did this trip. And um, now that she's older, we look back and those are all memories that we go, do you remember when it rained that entire day? Or Ooh. do you remember standing under this bridge under the interstate, You know, eating a, a beef jerky stick? And so they're all memories that we can look back at now. And now that she's older, um, things that I dislike most about motherhood is that she's getting older which means she's more independent now and has her friends which she's always had but she is involved with school and in a few years will be headed off to college and so it's less time I get to spend with her but the time that I do get to spend she'll be on those next few trips with me Um, I get really excited about and I look forward to
1: yeah and that I mean that's it's amazing that you get to share you know those experiences whether it be when she was really young or now that she's 14 about to be 15 and um, you were also telling me how back when I think she was seven years old you guys did I think half the state of Maryland on the Appalachian Trail together Um, is that what did that how long did that take or what was that whole experience like
0: that Oh, I love I loved that trip, but my goodness gracious, my child could talk a hind leg off a horse. <laughs> we the days were filled with nothing but her chitter chattering the entire time. Um it was three days, three days that we did um out on the trail. I'm trying to that was that was a good chunk of time ago. But yeah, um it was just something that watching her be so comfortable and uh, she learned how to yogi snacks really quickly. Uh, Yogiing is a term that is used uh, a lot of times for through hiking or backpackers. It's a way of kind of schmoozing something off of somebody else without directly asking them. Uh, She got really good at going that Oreo cookie looks really good. Ooh, did you carry that all the way up here? That and peanut it, butter, yeah. That <laughs> peanut butter, and you know, most people are like, "Oh yeah, would you like one?" I'm like, CJ, you didn't carry that cookie. You don't get to the pleasure of eating that. Uh, so watching her just, and also learning to communicate with other people out on the trail. Um, favorite trip with her probably was spring break one year. We did. Uh, half the Smokies, we started at Newfound Gap and woke up Easter morning on the top of Max Patch and unzipped the tent door and watched the sunrise come up and uh, I had packed little Easter snacks for for her that was tucked in the side pocket of the tent so when she woke up it was she still had you know Reese's peanut butter egg and some little treats and goodies and mom had packed a mini bottle of champagne so (laughs) we all got to celebrate that morning but just being able to see her grow and be comfortable and confident in a wilderness setting and seeing how that transfers back over to, you know, a school setting as well.
1: Yeah. And um, you, uh, you I think I had read somewhere that since 2018, and you were talking about the changes we've been seeing in society since 2018, about a third of through hikers on the Appalachian Trail are women, including yourself. And so, Sana, how how I I understand you've done a, a chunk of the Appalachian Trail maybe on your own by yourself or with groups um, is that something that uh, do you have any goals with that or have you how much have you done so far?
0: I've done Georgia I think five or six times North Carolina Tennessee uh, West Virginia West Virginia, Virginia uh, Maryland so chunks and pieces here and there I've always had the dream and the desire to actually through hike the Pacific Crest Trail. That was uh, my goal for a very long time. I still have that Pacific Crest Trail version one book from when I was a teenager that I had the goals and dreams for. My dad's still holding it on to me, holding on for me, but time just gets busy and you don't have uh, the three, four, five, six months, especially being somebody in their 30s and their 40s to have time to go and do that. Uh, But the times that I have been out there the people that are out through hiking that are having the most fun are the retirees. They are laughing, they've got all the time in the world, they've got retirement money that if they want to go to town and get a hotel room, they do. They'll go out to eat whereas the the Younger kids that are freshly out of college or freshly out of high school and they're trying to get the trail done in three months, they have a totally different experience out there. Um, So even, you know, what I take from that is regardless of how old or how young I am when I'm out there, if I can't do the the whole trail in one shot, I can pick some bits and pieces and go knock it out and maybe one... One time I'll be able to go and do the whole thing in one shot.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the outdoors is definitely close to my heart because I grew up um, in uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina area near Asheville in the mountains and right next to Tennessee and great water whitewater rafting over there. But great, um, you know the. Um, you know, Brevard and, and the, the Parkway and uh, the Appalachian Trail and, and North Georgia connects to all this. And so it's it's really amazing to, to be out there. And a lot of people love fishing or hunting mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, do you, uh, you know, in terms of, you mentioned some of the upcoming events that Wild has, upcoming trips. I know those get booked up pretty, can get booked up, <laughs> and you have it limited to like eight to ten women. So uh, are there uh, things coming up that people can sign up for that are still available? Or
0: Absolutely. I'm I was actually working on a trip before I came in here <laughs> today. Um, we do uh, first, usually first Tuesday of every month is our monthly social night at Banks.
1: This is Banks Food Hall in downtown, downtown down Columbus. The, uh, yeah. It
0: is very informal. We have this metal lady statue that signifies where we're at. Um, usually it's pretty obvious that we're a group of ladies. But any, um, any ladies that are interested in coming can always stop by, answer questions, grab something to eat or drink. It's super informal. Both June and July, they're not on the second Tuesday of the month because the holidays and a trip. Um, but those dates are always they're posted on our website and on our event pages. We've got uh, backpacking trips in the Smokies. Our through hikes are filled up. Um, but we will be doing a Smokies half hike which is going to be hiking half the distance of the Appalachian Trail in the Smokies. And so that one will be a little bit more um, intermediate friendly for anybody that's starting to get out. So that one's not posted, but that will be uh, happening in June. We will be heading back to Jekyll Island in September, um, doing a three-day uh, camping trip. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday we did this trip actually in april and it was so much fun we met with a local ranger and did a gatorology event where we got to learn about the alligators on the island they had a baby alligator that they brought out for us um, and doing some biking and bike safety and some time on the beaches we got to go look for shark's teeth which was a lot of fun so we'll be back in jekyll in in the fall to do another trip. Like I said, I'm not going in the summer, it's too hot. (laughs) Yeah, it is very
1: hot, yeah.
0: We'll be probably heading back to Florida uh, this winter to do a Florida paddle trip. It's usually a three to four day trip where we do kayaking on the Silver River. It's one of the few rivers in the United States that has wild monkeys. Oh. So that's always, uh, there's alligators and manatees, monkeys, fish, birds galore. So it's a true wildlife experience. So we get to add some paddling in with that. Um, and that one's such a beginner-friendly, great trip. We have a lot of moms and daughters that will do that trip together. So still building out our calendars and events for the rest of the year. They do book up really quickly. Um, we will be in Cades Cove in October doing a, a car camping trip, um, but Always keep an eye out. We always post. Our website is 100% up to date. Anything that's posted is posted there first.
1: And what's the website?
0: Uh, WildOutdoorLearning.org. Okay. Um, And then from there, we post on Facebook. We share it on our Instagram. So we try to be able to get the word out to everybody because not everybody is on social media. Um, So... uh, Website always always trumps everything.
1: And you have classes sometimes as well because we I, I know those are um, sometimes low cost can be ten bucks yes. or
0: outdoor we do outdoor cooking classes. The one that we're doing in May is a uh, vegetarian backpacking fried rice. So it is a recipe that's designed for backpackers and. Um, Obviously, I put vegetarian, but you can always alter it later on if you want to add some protein sure. in with it. Uh, so that one's our May cooking class. June, we're going to be doing a Dutch oven peach cobbler and hand-churned ice cream. Ooh. So that recipe is great that you can use on a car camping trip or if you're in the backyard with friends and family. So in those classes are $10. Uh, we will be doing some outdoor skill classes. Sometimes they're learning the basics of building a fire or uh, venomous snakes Um, we did a trash bag survival class which was really fun so you get to learn all these different ways that a trash bag can come in handy Hmm. uh, and actually build a shelter out of it or make a rain poncho make an emergency sling if you have a broken arm or something so we do outdoor skill classes those are always uh, at our office here in downtown columbus and then trip-wise, you don't have to be local to Columbus in order to go on a trip. We have ladies that have come all throughout the southeast or flown in from out of town for it. And if it's a if it's a place where we're you're on the way to where we're going, we have no problem arranging to stop and pick you up. We have Wanda, our wild bus, is our little short bus that we use to go named on Wanda. trips. It's named Wanda. <laughs> um, so she does a really get great job of transporting all of us. Uh, but Or we have ladies that, um, for like LeConte, for example, we've got ladies that are coming from uh, Virginia. And they'll drive down and meet us where we're at. And so trip stuff, we always do all of our pre-trip meetings. And all of our trip classes are both via Zoom and in person simultaneously. So that way, if you're not here or you're not local, you still have an opportunity to be able to still learn and come you know, can be part of it, and then trips cost. Uh, it varies just depending on where we're going, what we're doing, what the expenses are. But gear, basic gear is always included at no cost on a trip, such as a tent, a sleeping bag, a sleeping pad. If it's backpacking, a backpacking backpack and a cook stove and a cook set. Some trips we uh, food is included. Some trips it's part of the learning experience. And all of that is always written out in the description on all of our stuff.
1: Yeah, what a success uh, while it has been over the last, you know, seven years. And now is this, uh, executive director, is this your full-time job? This
0: is my full-time job. So,
1: I mean, what what a great testimony that you've, kind of this idea that came out as you guys are, like, fitting people with backpacks, and this now it's sprung into, like, know um you know and and i'm sure it's only been growing and so the interest level i'm sure amongst women moms you know has um is is ticking up there so maybe there'll be a need for more of this in the future right
0: yes yeah. uh, we we've gone from doing trips uh you know every other month to doing now uh, multiple trips a month and it's it's busy and we love it and we love getting ladies of all ages, all experiences, you know, all backgrounds to come out. Sometimes they'll bring their daughters with them, sometimes they want some mom time yeah. and they leave them at home. Um so it's it's just always such a great a great way to be able to get outside at at different levels and different experiences or maybe try something new um, and meet other amazing people.
1: Yeah well I mean we appreciate all that you do to to really like you said to kind of help people to you know, have that new passion, perhaps, of fitness or outdoors, or maybe this is something that uh, people did, you know, women did as kids or as teenagers, and they just got busy with life and with having kids and and maybe a job, and now they want to kind of get back into it. And so, uh, so it's really cool. Women's initiative for learning and discovery. Wild uh, Sana Moravac. Thank you so much for uh, for being with us, and uh, hopefully, you and CJ can enjoy some of these upcoming trips before she becomes a teenager that is uh, gone more. More right?
0: Absolutely, I I get to take her camping for a family trip for Mother's Day, so
1: nice. Be
0: nice to be able to be outside with her.
1: We enjoy that. All right, thank you so much, Sana.
0: Thank you. You
1: know, it was great to talk to Sana, and she, you know, um, talked to me as well about how fitness in the outdoors just a great way to get fresh air, move your body, be active. And especially in beautiful places with the scenery, get to go hiking and backpacking. And what she loves is there's so many different levels. You can be a beginner hiker to more advanced and challenge yourself and uh, get to access places maybe uh, by hiking, paddling or climbing. And it gives you that sense of accomplishment where you can be really proud of yourself and proud of others seeing them grow and it's great to see that they uh, give these opportunities to women across the Chattahoochee Valley, uh, Georgia and Alabama and uh, hope that uh, you know this maybe motivates you to get out there and uh, enjoy the outdoors. We have this one life so uh, enjoy the, the beauty that is around us. So a uh, great conversation with Sana. And uh, speaking of mothers, um, you know, I, I found a verse that I thought you know fits really well uh, as we just celebrated Mother's Day. Uh, this episode will come out as that holiday was yesterday. It says in Proverbs 31, 10 through 12, A wife of noble character, who can find? She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. So, you know, the love and support that a husband gives or children give to uh, the woman in their lives uh, is just as important as the love and support that uh, the mom gives to the husband and the children. So we need to support them, not just on Mother's Day, but really throughout the year and and show them gratitude that we appreciate all the sacrifice, all the things they do for us on a, a daily basis, whether it is when we were three years old or fifteen or thirty years old as kids, or as a husband, you know whether we've been married to her for two years or or, or thirty years. So show that appreciation and motherhood. Also, you know I read some articles about how it teaches us to, to persevere in service because you know Jesus modeled that life, poured out in service for others. And that's really the the true essence of motherhood um, is serving our uh, their children. And that's following in Christ's footsteps. We can serve in a variety of ways, just like Jesus did. And, you know, those that service as a mom or as a dad or or in any role that you have can be exhausting physically and emotionally. So we need to persevere and rely on the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but our service is not on, on in vain. You know, Jesus' life and his ministry and his death show us that a life poured out for others, serving others as a mom and whatever role that you're in that you're listening to this is never a wasted life. Life. So again, applause. Thank you so much to all the moms out there. Um, Hope you enjoyed this conversation we had about the outdoors and being active as a mom, taking some time for yourself. Closing now in prayer. Dear God, just uh, thank you so much for putting the moms in our lives that you did. And uh, we just uh, pray blessings and peace uh for them uh they will get the rest and strength they need to do all the tasks they they need to do and uh Lord God just uh just thank you and praise you bless them uh bless uh my wife uh my mom my mother-in-law and uh Lord God we just um thank you that they know um how much they're appreciated and that they can look to you for all they need and Lord Jesus, uh, we just uh, thank you and praise you for this beautiful day that you've given us. For those that have listened to this, they got something out of it as we uh, try to be better physically, spiritually, and mentally um, as people to, um, to seek uh, your beauty, so much beauty in the outdoors, the mountains and the streams, and just walking out our front door, what you've given us that we appreciate that. You name we pray, amen. All right. Thanks so much again, everybody, for uh, being here for Run the Race. Uh, Last episode, we had a gentleman that I've met on several races uh, who wears a Maryland state flag uh, to a lot of his races and really brings the party to the middle of the pack. And so I uh, hope you got a chance to listen to that episode, number 156. Uh, with a, uh, he also talks about Jewish religion and, and uh, his practices there and being a father. And uh, next few episodes, we're going to, of course, have some great guests talking about fitness and faith in a variety of ways. And uh, might have a, uh, a special episode talking about mental health since it is Mental Health Awareness Month this month of May. And it's uh, getting pretty hot outside. I think summer has started early here in Georgia and Alabama. It's already 90 degrees today. So I hope you guys stay safe and cool out there. And uh, we'll catch you on the next next, uh, episode. God bless.